Welcome to Defending Digital. I'm Chad Warner. I'd like to share with you some advice from the book, Protecting Your Children Online, What You Need to Know About Online Threats to Your Children by Kimberly Ann McCabe. This book is a comprehensive, well-researched guide to protecting children from internet crimes against children, ICAC or ICAC. It educates with ample information about the threats and gives plenty of advice on actions you can take and teach your kids to take. Even though it's presented as a typical book that you should read cover to cover, it doesn't flow well that way. It's sometimes somewhat unorganized and quite repetitive, almost like it's a reference containing standalone sections. It's also dry and clinical, not engaging. The author is a parent of two children and a professor of criminology. This excerpt summarizes the book. Quote, As with all categories of ICAC, supervision and communication at a very young age are essential for protecting our children. In addition, parents should explain to their children throughout all stages of their development the fact that individuals attempting to elicit a conversation with them while within the online community may or may not have their best interests in mind. Finally, parents should be mindful of the physical and behavioral indicators displayed by victims of ICAC. We must now caution our children about online approaches. Friends who attempt to converse with our children within the online community without parental consent, and particularly friends from the online community who attempt to meet our children, are to be avoided in are not really friends. End quote. Because so many of the internet threats that kids face are sexual, please note that this book and my summary here are for mature listeners. Following are my notes from each chapter. From the chapter, Welcome to Children and Cyberspace. In most cases, children are involved in many online interactions with their abuser prior to abuse or exploitation, and consider them friends. Among children, teens are the most vulnerable cohort because they're most likely to be online. Perpetrators of many ICAC are often young and can be male or female. From the chapter Enticement, Sexual Imposition, Child Solicitation, and Child Pornography, images of nude or semi-nude teens may be considered child porn, even if received from a willing sender. Typical behavior of teens involved in viewing or creating child porn, appearing withdrawn or depressed, being dishonest about computer or phone usage, noticing the bodies of others, tolerating previously ignored sexually graphic movies, spending time outside the home, locking their door when using their computer or phone, and deleting browser history. Typical behavior of child victims of sexual abuse. Problems in school, problems with authority, comfortable with the use of sexual language, extremely aggressive or extremely submissive with peers, withdrawn from family and friends, spend too much time online and alone, selective about communications. Sexting is illegal for those under 18, as the images or messages are considered forms of child porn. See the Federal Protect Act of 2003. However, it is rare for a minor to be prosecuted for sexting. From the chapter Sexting and Sextortion, to increase the chances of your teen taking your advice, have many conversations over many years about safety, teen life, and peer relationships. Make it clear to your children that they can come to you with any problem, and you'll be willing to help. From the chapter Cyberbullying, females are more frequently victims of, and perpetrators of, cyberbullying than males. Cyberbullies tend to choose victims who suffer from low self-esteem, have academic challenges, and possess mental disabilities such as the inability to be flexible on actions, procedures, or rules of play. To determine your child's susceptibility to bullying and cyberbullying, ask, is the child physically small? Is the child an introvert? Does the child have few friends? 
Is the child's behavior considered unusual by their peers? To help a child to avoid bullying or cyberbullying, help them learn to communicate with and participate in activities with their peers. Don't immerse yourself in your child's activities. Help them develop independence. If the bullying is repeated or prolonged, consider contacting law enforcement. Bullying is illegal in all 50 states. From the chapter Cyberstalking, a few cyberstalking support groups, the Stalking Resource Center at the National Center for Victims of Crime, and Working to Halt Online Abuse, which goes by the acronym WHOA, WOA. What kids should do to reduce the risk of cyberstalking? Respect, uh, protect privacy, such as protecting your physical location and last name. Don't share passwords with your boyfriend or girlfriend. If they do, they should change their passwords when the relationship ends. Don't accept invitations to converse with strangers. Block anyone who acts strangely or aggressively. And report to parents any persistent, unwanted contact. How to protect children from cyberstalking. 1. Tell children to stay off adult dating sites. If you allow them to use teenage dating sites, set rules. Tell them not to reveal personal information, such as their last name, school, church, home address, etc., until they've met the person face-to-face. 2. Remind children of the dangers of cameras on computers. Tell them to cover cameras when they're not in use. 3. Tell children not to accept friend requests from strangers. 4. Tell children not to share passwords with anyone other than their parents. 5. Tell children not to share their physical location or where they plan to be. And 6. Monitor children's online presence, periodically checking on their activities. From the chapter Preparing for the Worst, Sex Rings, Sex Tourism, and Child Trafficking. One reason preteens and teens are more often victims of sex rings, sex tourism, and child trafficking is that their parents and guardians monitor them less than they do younger children. Signs of a child being recruited into the sex industry. An adult showing special interest in the child or giving excessive or inappropriate gifts. The child expressing romantic interest in a young adult or a middle-aged adult. Signs of a child being groomed for the sex industry. The child becoming isolated from family and friends that they've had for years. The child expressing interest in modeling or having their picture taken. And drug or alcohol use. Signs of a child being seasoned for the sex industry. Signs of physical abuse, such as bruises and burns. Signs of sexual abuse, such as STDs and UTIs. Interest in sex education. The child answering to names other than their own and branding or tattoos on the child. Teach kids preventative methods to avoid becoming a victim, and tell them about cases of similar children who have been victims. From the chapter Warning Signs, Physical Indicators of ICAC. 1. Physical evidence, such as scrapes, cuts, bruises, blood, and other bodily fluids. 2. The presence of an STD or UTI. 3. Preoccupation with touching genitals. 4. Self-abuse, such as self-mutilation, anorexia, bulimia, suicide attempts. And 5. Poor hygiene. The majority of cases have no physical indicators, so watch for behavioral indicators. Behavioral indicators of cyberbullying include uncomfortable when receiving messages, doesn't want to attend school or events outside the home, refuses to share details about the online community, depression, withdrawal from family and friends, and trouble sleeping, Stress-related symptoms such as headaches, stomach aches, and weight gain or loss. 
and self-harm or suicide threats. Behavioral indicators of cyberstalking. Loss of appetite, anorexia, trouble sleeping, trouble concentrating, and thoughts of self-injury. Behavioral indicators of child corruption. Poor academic achievement, disciplinary problems, difficulties with family or peers, a history of family and or peer violence, the perception that aggression is normal, involvement with alcohol or drugs, access to firearms or explosives, and the claim that they've been wronged by an individual or group. Behavioral indicators of sex ring, sex tourism, and trafficking. They report having multiple boyfriends or a boyfriend and his friend. They have unexplained money, fearful of law enforcement and authority, often in the company of an adult but rarely speak for themselves, loses track of time, gives vague explanations of activities, does poorly in school, wears provocative clothes, uses drugs or alcohol. Strategies from law enforcement. 1. Talk to your kids about school, safety, friends, and life in general. 2. Talk to your kids' friends. 3. Be present in your kids' lives. Know their teachers, know their friends' parents, attend their games and other extracurriculars. 4. Explain to them about ICAC and related laws. 5. Require that you be their friend on social media, that you know their passwords, and monitor their online activities. 6. Trust but verify. If your kid seems different, ask what's bothering them. If you suspect your child is a victim of Internet Crimes Against Children, ICAC, ask them, but don't blindly accept a denial. Report your suspicion to law enforcement or the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. If your child is a victim of ICAC, cancel or change the child's affected accounts and phone number and notify the mobile providers or ISP, Internet Service Provider. As the parent, we are legally responsible for our children until they reach the age of 18. In addition, we own their cell phones and usually pay for their access to the online community. With those responsibilities and ownership, we have the right to monitor their cell phone and online usage. Appendix A, Information Sources for Reporting Internet Crimes Against Children. A few of the sources listed here are Child Help, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, Department of Social Services, and Local Law Enforcement. And you can find links to some of these as well as other resources that I've mentioned in the blog post that goes along with this episode. You can find that at DefendingDigital.com. If you found this summary helpful, then you can read the book, Protecting Your Children Online, What You Need to Know About Online Threats to Your Children by Kimberly Ann McCabe. And I have links to this book um, at the blog post that goes along with this episode. And I also have other books about security and privacy on the resources page at DefendingDigital.com. What you should do. Here are the top tips I've selected from this book. 1. Explain to your child about internet crimes against children and related laws. 2. Make it clear to your child that they can come to you with any problem and you'll be willing to help. 3. Be present in your child's life. Talk to them about school, friends, safety, and life in general. Know their friends, their friends' parents, and their teachers, and attend their games and other extracurricular activities. 4. Monitor your child's online activities. You'll have to decide how closely to monitor, but at a minimum, you should have some awareness of what your kid does online. 5. To increase the chances of your preteen or teen taking your advice, have many conversations over many years about safety, teen life, and peer relationships. 6. Teach your child how to reduce the risk of cyberstalking. See the tips that were given earlier in this episode. 7. 
tell your preteen or teen that possessing, sending, or receiving images of nude or semi-nude minors may be considered child porn. It doesn't matter if the images are taken or sent by a willing minor. 8. Watch for signs that your child is a victim of internet crimes. The signs are described earlier in this episode. If your child seems different, ask what's bothering them. 9. If you suspect your child is a victim of internet crimes, ask them, but don't blindly accept their denial. Report your suspicion to law enforcement or the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. 10. If your child is a victim of internet crimes, cancel or change the child's affected accounts and phone number and notify the relevant mobile provider and or ISP, internet service provider. And 11. If your child is a victim of internet crimes, consider seeking assistance from Child Help, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, Department of Social Services, and local law enforcement. That's all for this episode. I'd love it if you take a minute to leave a rating and review in whatever app or site you use to listen to this podcast. Also, think of a friend who's interested in digital security and privacy, maybe even a parent who's thinking about protecting their children online, and tell them about this podcast. Thanks.